What's going down, people? What's happening? It's your homie, homie, Seattle. We back live on the Rundown South. Gotta know that. And I'd like to thank y'all for joining me. However you're joining me, I do appreciate it. Hopefully you came through from therundown.com. That's D-A-Rundown.com. Gotta know that. And if you like this podcast, you know you can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, Google Play, all them places that you like to get your podcast. We right there for you. And if you really do like it, please give us a five-star review. We really would appreciate it. Now, since I got all that out the way, I am your host, CL. You can get at me on Twitter, at CL, the main event. And on the other line, I got the homie, Easy Life, a.k.a. Slim. What's happening, bro? What's happening, big homie, man? How you feel it, bro? You know what I'm saying? Going into week 17 of the playoffs. How you really feel it, man? Oh, I know you feeling good, man. I See, we we weren't supposed to talk about football yet. We're gonna get to there in a minute. But I'm sorry. This I'm is sorry. I just, I'm over here, man. Cause I, I want to I'm say, bro, up. like, how was your Christmas? Christmas, Christmas came a day early. You know what I'm saying? My Christmas was so beautiful. My Christmas <laughs> started on the 24th. It actually started about 24th around four o'clock. You know what I'm saying? Four thirty that day. And um, yeah, it didn't it didn't end until you know what I'm saying midnight the 25th, man. Because it was a beautiful, beautiful Christmas, man. You know what I'm saying? Just I'm beautiful. about to say that it about midnight uh, Monday night. Yeah, actually, it did. Yeah. It actually did. You know what I'm saying? About Monday night, you know what I'm saying? Midnight. Yeah, Christmas was going on for you yeah, know, a, a three day Christmas over there. Yeah, a lot of people can't say that Christmas went over 72 hours, man. I, I can I can really say that, man. Now, now for those of you who don't follow the show, Easy is a Falcons fan. Die hard. Let's get it. And Falcons played on Saturday. Rise up. They won in convincing fashion. Yes, we did. And then Monday night, Mm -hmm. Dallas put that thigh out on the Lions. And gave Atlanta the number two seed in the NFC. Yes, then hold on. They didn't quite give it to us yet. You know what I'm saying? We got to beat the Saints. Now, if we lose to the Saints, we got to hope that Seattle also loses, you know what I'm saying, to keep our spot. But as of right now, number two seed, Atlanta Falcons rise up. So basically, this is the Super Bowl in week 17. Nah. It, nah. For the Saints, it is. <laughs> oh, yeah, for the Saints, it is. It's basically the Super Bowl because we can mess it, mess it all up. I mean, y'all can't mess up the playoffs, but y'all can mess up the yeah, home. Mess up that number the, two the, the seed. Right. And let me stop saying week. I ain't no, no, you, no, no, no. I'm, I'm not doing it. I'm not. I'm not doing it. I'm. I'm going to be objective. That's that's just force and habit sometimes. So when we be uh. talking, I like I like to just be the antagonist. So I say the we, but professionally, the Saints. I like when you say we. <laughs> we not gonna go there, bro. You know, I'm I'm straight. <laughs> I'm taking the Jacoby path. I am die easy all day with with my fandom because you know I was almost on the Lions bandwagon. And then the alternator went out. So I just didn't decide to get on. Now I will give you credit on that. You did you did speak about these lines early in the season when I thought that the division was gonna be handed to the Packers. You did say that Lions gonna have something to say about that. Right. And just because I saw what they was doing, I didn't think it was gonna take as much effort, you know, being down in the fourth quarter of every game. But Needless to say, I thought they had a pretty good offense 
that can do some things. It just so happens that the defense can't really stop a nosebleed. And, you know, Dallas showed that once again, uh, if you got a nice offense, you can really put it on them. You know, I don't really what I don't really know what happened in that Saints game. It seems like they just, you know, got a couple turnovers in the game, just got out of hand. But uh, other than that, I really hadn't seen Detroit stop anybody from doing what they wanted to do. Uh, <clears throat> so they're they're slick fugazi even going into the playoffs. But hey, you know, at least we can say that in the Matt Stafford era, been to the playoffs three times. You know, I think that's something that Matt Stafford can say that. Not many Detroit Lion quarterbacks can say, and there's been a lot of them, a lot, a lot. <laughs> like I'm kidding, uh, fucking oh, uh, bro, we don't have enough time. No, you ain't got time. We don't have enough time for that. <laughs> Joe, Joey Harrington. Uh, oh, did you really go back to Joey Harrington? Dante Culpepper. So memories. Uh, good grief. What's the dude that was on the Colts? Uh. And we went 0 16. Dan Orlowski. Uh, boy, we, we, it's, it's a lot, man. <laughs> Sean Hill. Uh, you already say John Kidner? I said Kidner. That was the first oh, one. Because he, he did the most winning. Like nine, nine Matt Stafford division. He did the most winning recently. But man, it's, it's been ugly up there. So hats off to Matt Stafford. You're not a bum. That's all I got for you. <laughs> but so yeah, so y'all y'all looking good though. So to me, you said with you having a number two seed, that means you get a a first round bye. You so you basically one game from an NFC championship right now. You take care of business versus the Saints, and you can lock that up. So you got, you know, a possibility. I said, like I said, I think the Lions are Fugazi and. I ain't afraid to say it. I think the Giants will gaze, even though they playing kind of good right now. I think when they get in the playoffs, they're going to look full gaze. I mean, I'll tell you, the only team I'm afraid of to see, bro, is the Packers and the Seahawks. So the three and the four seed. Yeah. The, the, everybody else I'm not worried about. So and I, when it comes to the Packers and the Seahawks, I'm only worried about the experience. So let, let me set it up. So as it currently stands going into week 17, we got Cowboys 1, Falcons 2, Seahawks 3, Packers 4, Giants 5, and the Lions 6. And you saying basically Seattle and the Packers are the only two that you're really afraid of. And that's probably for two different reasons, right? Um, No, they're about the same reason. You know what I'm saying? It's more the experience. You know, because I feel like we still have the better team. The better offenses, you know what I'm saying? Not the better defense, of course not with Seattle, you know what I'm saying? But as far as going into a game and being able to win the game, if, if both teams are hitting on all cylinders, you know what I'm saying? I still feel like the Falcons can win when it comes out of straight talent. Now, when you go to the experience, of course you got the two Super Bowl quarterbacks, a Super Bowl defense in Seattle, you know what I'm saying? A quarterback in the Packers, who seems like he, when he gets fired up, he fires the defense up too. Right. It's like those are the two I'm, I'm scared of. You know what I'm saying? Because if we're not hitting on all cylinders in those games, I mean, we're gonna lose to those teams. There's no NFC us about it. We're gonna lose if we're not hitting on all cylinders. Now we can go into Dallas. We can play the Giants. We can play the, the Detroit and maybe make a mistake. 
and still win the game. Man, I don't know, bro. I maybe just because they was playing the Lions on Monday night and they just looked like everything looked so easy. Well, yeah, and that's another thing I was gonna say too. The Dallas looked real, real, real good on Monday. But like you said, I don't know if it was they looked just that good or if the Lions were just not ready to come play. The defense was not ready to play that night. Cause I mean, bro, they I mean the holes that Zeke had, I mean, you you could have run a truck through them. You know, yeah. it, it it was ridiculous. And that's that's another thing I like about what's going on with the Falcons is their defense as a whole is coming together. As we've seen the last, you know what I'm saying, four weeks, the last month, they've been coming together. Like, of course, we played the L.A. and, and San Francisco, but we held both of them to 14 points. You know what I'm saying? And the same thing for Cam Newton and them. We held them to, to, to low points for our defense anyway. Right. You know what I'm saying? We got that, that plug rub, Deion Jones, Big B, Lee Dwight Freeney getting off the edge. Jalen Collins is becoming, to me, one of the better cornerbacks in the league. You know what I'm saying? Brian Poole is doing his thing at the nickel cornerback position. And we just flooded. Like, our front seven has so many players, we can just come in and out. Like, whoever's having a better game, we just let them stay in. Okay, yeah. And that does bode well for y'all going forward, which our defense kind of like turning a corner. Uh, because that's something that was a bit of a concern early on in the season, and y'all seem to have tightened it up. Is and it seems that everybody kind of has uh, a more feel, and, and like the chemistry just kind of coming together. So I will give y'all that, but man, <laughs> like that that offensive line is just something serious, though. Like I'm, I just don't know anymore, and. I don't, I don't know what Seattle is is gonna be going forward. Like when it comes to that crunch time shit, and they they really missing uh, Earl Thomas out there, you know. And see that to me, that's 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 a bigger difference if y'all go into a matchup with them. I think that's gonna be something that might give y'all the edge, cause it's just not gonna be enough depth. To uh, stop everything that y'all doing. You come as far as um, Dallas. No, nah, well, like uh, I kind of switched there, but I'm looking at because you were saying you're not really worried about Dallas. I think I still would be just because of their offense. Like it's, it just seems so buttery smooth. And then the thing about Seattle that I would be less worried about is like the, the defense is still good, but it's not the same depth. But I mean, it's hey man, y'all y'all really got a good shot this year. If this, if there was any year, this would be the year. Because all you all you got to do is really worry about this rookie quarterback. I think y'all can handle the Seahawks and the Packers. And yeah, definitely if the, somehow the Lions or the Giants came to y'all, either I think all four teams that's in the wild card y'all could beat. The only one I'd be worried about is Dallas. All you, all you got to do is be the rookie quarterback and you go to the Super Bowl. I don't think Dallas is going to be there, to tell you the truth. I thought they was always going to be there. I just thought it would be with Tony Romo. No, I don't think Dallas is even going to make it. That's I don't know how you didn't think that. I'm, Dallas, whatever team Dallas sees in that first 
when the first time they played, but they losing. Not really, man. Cause like I said, I mean, if you go, if you go back two years ago and they went twelve and four with that O line and Tony Romo and the rest of that offense and Demarco Murray, I knew coming into this year, I was like, okay, Tony Romo's healthy. They got that O line. And they added Zeke, so I was like, "Oh, they finna be getting it this year." I I thought it was. I had no question that Dallas was gonna be in the mix. No question. I just thought it was gonna be with Romo. I really did. But uh, let's let's switch over to the AFC side, cause just real quick, cause we got to talk about what just happened. You know, over the weekend. Uh, you know, Derek Carr broke his fibula. Is it fibula or tibula? Fibula. Tibula, okay. One of them bones in the leg. And I say that cancels out the Oakland Raiders at going to the Super Bowl. They're not going. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. The Dolphins are not going to the Super Bowl. The Texans no. are not going to the Super Bowl. So you had the number one seed Patriots, the number three seed Steelers, and the fifth seed Chiefs. And Slick, I mean, the Raiders play the Broncos. All the Broncos got to do is win, and the Chiefs get the two seed. But the, the Broncos have been eliminated from playoff contention. What is their motivation to win in that game? No, no, say that one more time. <clears throat> the Raiders play the Broncos on Sunday. Okay. If the Broncos win and Kansas City wins, Kansas City gets the two seed. Okay. Will the Broncos lay down? To get the rate out of the two seed? Yeah, like, because it. <clears throat> all right. The Oakland Raiders need this game, so they're going to be playing to win. So will the Broncos lay down? Or will they try to beat the Raiders? Because they don't have too much motivation. I don't think anybody's going to lay down. Nobody's laying down? Yeah. You say, like, you know that for a fact. Nah, man. They're not. They're playing with too much pride, man. Um, I don't know, man. I think, like, Carolina has, like, set the path. <clears throat> Of not laying down and what it can and what it can turn into, you know, because two years ago when everybody thought they should have, they they didn't lay down, and they kind of went over and, and spoiled it until they like their fifteen and one season. Yeah, okay, all right, fair point. I guess them not being at the bottom of the division is the worst thing. You know, that that might that might be something to play for. You might be right on that. Um, but all I'm saying is I'm looking at three teams and the Steelers defense does not look ready to stop anybody. Cause I don't, you watch that game Sunday. That's what was on yeah. NFL network, man. I had to watch it on my phone. That shit was awful. Cause I'm like, where is it down on my TV? I don't have NFL network. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm currently not living that NFL network life. So, I was I was a little disappointed that it wasn't on regular TV because it was the better game of the two. Yeah, 
But what I did was I had the NBA game on the TV and I was watching that shit on the phone. It still kind of worked out. I mean, boy, like how, like pause for a minute. We, is there anything to really talk about? Do you see the Patriots just walking into the Super Bowl? Uh, I mean, you, you kind of do. You kind of see them just waltzing in and being prepared for anybody in the NFC. But I, I believe the Chiefs, whoever plays them in the AFC Championship, whether it's the Chiefs or the Steelers, they're going to have something to say about it. I think this is that Andy Reid year that he does go to the AFC Championship. Like, because, you know, last time... It was with Philadelphia. They was always just getting to the NFC Championship and couldn't get to the Super Bowl. With this Chiefs team, he's always getting to the second round. So now this is going to be, this is probably the time where he can go ahead and spin it to the AFC Championship. So are you giving them a shot at beating the Patriots in Foxborough? Some of the Chiefs? Yeah. I give them a shot. I give them a it's a, it's the slightest. Like I will, I'm gonna look up those Vegas odds, but it's the slightest chance. I, I, I see. I think. Oh, uh, you you. We gonna look at. It. We gonna watch. We gonna watch it play out. I think. I, I, before you before we move on from that real quick, I think it'll be a great game, and I think it'll be a lot closer than people think, and it's gonna come down to. If Alex Smith, not Brady, if Alex Smith makes that Eli Manning throw, that one throw, you're like, oh, my God. I mean, did he really just do that? Because you got to think, the Chiefs, if they meet the Patriots in the AFC Championship, are going to have a bad taste in their mouth after how they got did last year in the playoffs by the Patriots. That is true. Like, that's going to be a rematch. Like, that's going to be a real rematch. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not going to be like, oh, can they... Or what's gonna happen? No, this is gonna be a rematch. It's Justin Houston gonna get the Tom Tom Brady this time. Are they gonna touch Tom Brady? Cause they didn't touch him literally. They did not touch Tom Brady last they, year. Yeah, they can't get close to him. You know what I'm saying? But we can move on. But that's gonna that's gonna be something to watch. Cause it's gonna be a bigger game than people think. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't sound big when you say Chiefs Patriots, but if you dig deeper, that's gonna be a bigger game. I mean, it is because it's too. If if you break it down and. I guess we can talk about it a little bit because I didn't, I didn't really think about it until you start expanding on it. But the coaching matchup alone, I think, is really what's on the marquee. And I don't think people are really talking about that because, you know, Andy Reid is, for whatever reason, an underrated coach. Like the NFL guys, they will tell you, oh, Andy Reid's that guy. But, like, he doesn't get that treatment by the media. You know, they don't look at him as a revered coach because he's always screwing up his time management. You know, and somebody made the suggestion that he should just have more coaching on his staff and have somebody who's entire who, who's just in charge of situations and timing, and it probably give him less responsibilities and he can just focus on play calling. Because as a play caller, as you can see, he's masterful. It's just you know, right now, Alex Smith is throwing the ball four yards down the field, but. That that right there is something that I would look forward to. It's like, can Andy Reid get his revenge on Bill Belichick? Because when they met in the Super Bowl, you know, Bill Belichick got the best up. Mm, I forgot about that. Yeah. So it's a, it's a little deeper than rap. You know what I'm saying? 
you got a little little something on the line. So I think there's a little bit of motivation for Andy Reid try, trying to show out versus uh, Bill Belichick on a bigger stage. So, yeah, I, I, I'm, now I'm looking forward to it. You got me hyped up. Man, I, I want to say one thing. Like, what would it be like if some of the best coaches were in the AFC East? Because it's like they go through so many coaches, like the other three teams. But what if Bill Belichick was really in, like, a division with Andy Reid, Tom Coughlin, you know what I'm saying? Or, or um, man, I can't believe I forgot his name. The Pittsburgh coach, you know what I'm saying? Oh, Mike I Tomlin. I just went, Mike Tomlin, you know what I'm saying? I just went blank. But, like, what if he was in a division with those instead of a whole bunch of in-and-out guys? But, look, he was in a division with Nick Saban. Yeah, but Nick Saban's time in in Miami wasn't – it wasn't his time in Alabama. You know what I'm I know like that, but what I'm saying is he was one of the better coaches in, in the NFL at the time. He's just one of the best football coaches, hands down. And what I'm saying Saban? is – Yeah. And was he at the time? I think so. I don't think there's no question. Like, like he's, I don't think he's not who he is now. He's like not who he is Saban now. You t- you talking about royalty? <laughs> but when you talking about him before, I don't know, bro. Well, I think Nick Saban might be more cut out for college just because of how his style. You know, it's a little easier to be that guy when you're talking to a bunch of like 19 and 20 year olds versus like guys who are making a lot more money than you. But what I'm saying is. The thing that's really made it a lot easier is there's no quarterbacks in that division. And there hasn't been for a long time. And that's why they've been beating up on everybody. Like, they've been, yeah, they've been cycling. You're right. They've been cycling out coaches. But the real problem is they ain't had no quarterbacks for for Brady to compete with. Because I think it's been more quarterbacks than coaches if we did the numbers. Of course, yeah, it's a whole bunch. Each each coach had about ten. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. I think I th- the thing that's where they got lucky. You know, Peyton Manning was in the AFC South. You know, Peyton Manning had you right. Peyton Manning had to go against uh, what's your boy Steve McNair early on. You know, yeah, the AFC North. They didn't. Have, you know, it's been flat going Ben for a while. Yeah, and, it is true. And then Andy Dalton stepped into the picture. You know, so it's to me it's more a function of them just never never having to go against franchise quarterbacks in the division. That's why you look at the NFC South. And you got Matt Ryan, Drew Brees, Cam Newton, and and now you got Jameis. Like that's a like division. Every, every year you don't know what's gonna happen. You don't NFC know South. what's gonna happen, bro, because you stack with quarterbacks. And yep. and that's where the Patriots really been looking out. Okay. Okay, so <clears throat> I was saying now up next I wanted to talk about the NBA Christmas games. But in a whole for a sports fan, this was one of the best weekends I've ever experienced. Because we had the NFL on Saturday and we had NFL on Sunday and a great slot of games from the NBA, you know, and they, you know, all of them were pretty interesting. So, yeah. So how was your sports fan Christmas weekend? Um, it was great, man. 
it was great. Like I, I loved every minute of it. It's like I wish it happened like that every year. Like and I don't know, man. It's just like as a sports fan, you couldn't ask anything better on Christmas. And the games, each game was it was great. Now the number one game everybody's talking about is of course the finals rematch between the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Golden State Warriors where mm-hmm. Cleveland did come out on top on the back of Kyrie Irving and they were pretty much down the entire game I was a little concerned because I was like well Golden State hasn't turned it on yet and they're still up 10 but for whatever reason Cleveland keeps getting close and they're missing a lot of shots I'm like so this defense is some crucial that's that's the thing that I took away from it Cleveland's defense is something crucial and man they I mean we already know they're gonna walk through the east so you yeah. telling me if all they got to do is stop uh go to state they can do it they just did it now what what was your biggest takeaway was it Kyrie doing his thing or is it just what the Cavaliers is able to do versus Golden State, even with Kevin Durant? I think it's that. I think it's what, what they're able to do even with Kevin Durant. Because, like, if you look at it, it's like, ain't nothing changed. You know what I'm saying? When it comes to Cleveland, it's like, all right, y'all got this piece right here. But, yeah, like, is that going to be enough? Like, Cleveland looks still the more ultimate, primed up, Team than the OKC do. OKC looks like the um. I keep saying OKC. I'm sorry. Golden State. Golden State looks like Denver right now, trying to gear up to beat the Patriots. Mm. And it's like they just no matter what Bill Belichick does over there, he's not gonna make any big moves. The moves are gonna if he does make a move, it's gonna be a subtle move. He's not about to go get Demarcus Ware, a Kips Lee, you know what I'm saying, Peyton Manning and all these to come, you know, to beat you. Right. And it's like you're still going to find yourself in the AFC Championship losing to the Patriots. I feel you. That, that's, a, that's a pretty good analogy, you know, because Cleveland didn't do anything at all. They just kind of tweaked the end of their bench because they lost Del Dover and they let Mozgov walk. So – you know, one of the, the biggest departures. So yeah, that 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 analogy pretty is pretty accurate. Uh, uh, now another game that I was tuned in on was the Boston and New York game. Did you watch that one? I watched pieces of that one. I didn't watch a, a lot of that one. Do you watch the end? Um, no, I didn't. I did not watch the end. Not okay, the end. so all right. Hold on. Let me turn myself up. Now, at the end of that game, something happened that was really interesting to me, which was it was a close game. And New York had their talent doing what their talent does. You know, Derrick Rose was hitting floaters here and there. Uh, Courtney Lee was hitting threes. Uh, Porzingis was getting open here and there. But in the end, the style of play and – the mentality of the Boston Celtics just outweighed anything that they could do. Like the ball movement that Boston had was crushing them. The, you know, defensive like rotations, 
because you got Jay Crowder and, and Marcus Smart and all these dudes that's like six, seven, six, eight, and they all switching, you know, mm-hmm. and they just they able to play great defense on everybody. So it's like, okay, you miss a shot, and then they go back on the other end score. Then you come back, you miss another shot. They're going to go back to the other end score. And it's like you don't have really no breathing room. It was almost Warrior-esque the way they were showing their ass on the Knicks when it came to that team basketball. Yeah. And it, it just showed, again, like if they just had a upper echelon talent to compete with somebody like LeBron, they really would have something to say. But, man, it's just such a gap. But they are. And that's they, how it is with everybody. They are. They're so, so close, though. They are really close. Do you think that's why Al Horford left Atlanta? You think Al Horford believes he's <clears> closer <throat> with with Boston than with Atlanta? I don't think so. I don't think so. Atlanta. I think it was almost a lateral move. But what it I really think, was. I but what I think that's the difference between Boston and. Atlanta is like free agents go there from time to time. Like somehow they end up or they make a trade. Like Danny, I think Danny Ainge is more of what the pitch was than the Boston Celtics. I mean, Brad Stevens and the team is already good. So it's like, we're going to bring you in. We're going to make the team stronger. And we got these assets. We're going to be working the phones. We're going to see what we can do. And just hopefully they can strike oil at the right time. You know, that's all you can do. Because when you're messing with Danny Ainge, that's basically what it is. Is he going to be piling up all the assets? Like, you know, let me get uh, like on Monopoly. Like, he's just buying all the properties. And he's just holding them, waiting on you to be like, all right, let me get that. Like, I need to make a trade. (laughs) He's just waiting on you to get broke. So... I think that was more of the pitch. You know, we, we got more infrastructure here. We're going to show you how to win. You know, this 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 uh, franchise and won, what, 15 championships or whatever they won over the years, yada, yada, yada. All that good stuff. You know, they really put it on. I think it was yeah. it was a great pitch. But uh, what was there any other games that you found to be interesting? Um, Not as interesting, though. You watched that uh that that last drive that Ben Roethlisberger had. Yeah, now that was that was something serious. That was a smack in the face of Terry Bradshaw. <laughs> Why you say that? Cause like I just feel like when you see Mike Tomlin pump his fist at the same time in his head, he was like, "Take that." Because what that was a more gutsy call by. Mike Tomlin than it was a, a good pass and catch and awareness by, you know what I'm saying, Big Ben and Antonio Brown. And why is that? Why? Because, because of the, the, the first off, the route didn't even go into the end zone. That was that was first off. And you already knew on a play like that, the hot route is about to be Antonio Brown. So for you to send Antonio Brown on a route that's not even going into the end zone is already gutsy. Mm, yeah, and then, and then, I mean, now don't get me wrong. Ben Roethlisberger throwing the ball was gutsy itself. You know what I'm saying? Because I think I don't but think I would have threw the ball. I think I might have just threw away or something. 
I mean, it looked like from the design that it was just supposed to be right on the goal line and he was supposed to like slide in. Yeah, but that's like, what it the, but the defense, like. the defense played him outside. They was like, "Nah, bro, you're not crossing the line." And I think <laughs> that's why I feel like the the route got adjusted where he's trying to like catch the angle around the person guarding him on the on the goal line, and it just came down to him with a little bit more effort. Yeah, and it was man, that play was amazing. Like that's how you that's super that's Super Bowl type talent right there. Like that's that's the type of shit that really gets you going all the way. That play right there is like might propel them to the AFC championship. Give them the quote unquote momentum. Yep. If that's a real thing. I'm really questioning that now. What's <laughs> I'm how that works, I don't get it. But that's another discussion for another day. All right. So we didn't talk enough sports. We're going to talk a little bit more. But we're going to mix it in with a new segment we like to call the Quick Hits. Now, we're going to come up with a better name for it. But you get the idea. It's a bunch of subjects. We're going to hit them in about 60 seconds. Maybe a little bit more if it deserves the discussion. Now, up next, we got, or I should say, up first. You ain't say nothing. You were just going to let me roll. <laughs> <laughs> but up first, we got Boogie Cousins acting the ass, yelling at, at reporters, you know, spitting his uh, mouthpiece out, even though he said it fell out. I mean, come on, bro. Come on, son. We, we, you had beef with dude, so... I mean, maybe you did, maybe you didn't. But Boogie, are you trying to get traded? It, it he needs to come out and just say it, right? I think that's what's coming down to. Like, what's it gonna hurt? It's not really gonna gonna crush anybody to say you want to get out of Sacramento. Nobody. <laughs> like I wouldn't be mad. I'd be trying to get out too. I just wouldn't have waited this long and probably wouldn't have signed that extension. But they see them dollars, man. I was about to say the same thing. People see them dollars, and that's it. Yeah, that's something else, bro. Uh, do you got any questions or anything you want to say to Boogie? Bo- Boogie, just be 100 and tell them folks you don't want to be here no more. Tell them folks you want to go play to anybody, anybody but them. Just tell them. And quit acting the ass and giving your, your, yourself a bad name before it's going to be hard to trade your ass. Sure enough. Now, next, Russell Westbrook. Last night, another triple-double. Another. Coming off another triple-double, off another triple-double. So, two questions. Is he the MVP? And will he average a triple-double for the whole season? Okay, well, when it comes to the question, of, is he the MVP right now? Yes. How the season will end, we don't know. You know, there's more great players that like to prime up later on in the season. But as of right now, yes. Now, him averaging a triple-double, that's going to be if he wants to. If he wants to do it, he'll do it. He can do it. There's nobody that's going to stop him. And, I mean, there's nobody that's going to stop him, but it's just can you keep that amount of effort up? 
Like that is a lot of that's a lot of energy. Getting over ten rebounds, like the ten, like over twenty points and ten assists, that's nothing. You gonna get that because the ball is in your hand. But to get also ten rebounds every game, that's a lot of energy. I I think that's the only one I'm worried about. That could fall. I mean, of course it'll fall, but at the same time, he can he can have a game where it's like. He gets 15 rebounds, and it's going to keep his average up. Like he, I think he made made it to where now it's going to be hard to break his average, bring his average all the way down. I want, I want to see what's the betting odds on that because that's that would be amazing. I I would I already look at Russell Westbrook like he's superhuman, but that would be on some next level ish. But uh, <laughs> all right. Next up, we got Bernard Hopkins, 41 years old, professional boxer, championship fight. Not only does he get knocked out, but he falls out of the ring. So did Bernard Hopkins just land himself into retirement? Oh, baby. I don't know what he should have been retired, man. But that dude loves what he does, and he might need the money. You don't never know everybody's financial situation. You don't know if he got child support. You don't know. You don't know what's well, going on. I know his health hurt. situation now. He probably can cuss. <laughs> That's not funny, but it is. But, I mean, I love the Bernard Hopkins line, you know. Try to be yourself unless you're Bernard Hopkins. <laughs> then be Bernard Hopkins. But other than that, I mean it was time for him to hang it up. That's my dude. Shout out Bernard Hopkins, man. Get well soon. Please get well soon. Next up, we have Tiger Woods over the weekend embarrassing himself by calling himself Mac Danny. Mac Daddy Santa taking a picture, shirt off, hairy nipples and all, white beard, white hair, and a Santa hat and sunglasses. <laughs> now I heard somebody make the joke that that was something that he did with the girls at Denny's and he just brought it home to the kids. But I think it's almost like something that he was doing in his bedroom and the kids caught him doing it and he tried to play it off wow <laughs> that's deep that's what I think it was I think um, it was, he just got caught doing it and he tried to turn that into a Christmas tradition you, you good with uh you know fathers doing shirtless Christmas with their kids I mean I mean, <laughs> all right. You know what, bump that. That's too serious of a question. Is it wrong to like put a, a picture out of yourself shirtless if you have hairy nipples? I mean, <laughs> oh, bro, this is a bad situation, bro. It's, just, like, it's all bad. It's, it's like it's, it's all bad, bro. Like nothing. <laughs> and then somebody zoomed in on his glasses and they showed somebody taking the picture, and it's like. How did that person not stop this? Now you ain't look at the picture and was like, bro, I don't think you should do this. You got some bad friends. Your friends are awful. 
you need new friends, Tiger Woods. Somebody hit him <laughs> with a Facebook request. Something. Next. That's deep, bro. That's deep. <laughs> Speaking of exposure, Kodak Black. Oh, my God. <laughs> On a live stream, drops his phone in the shower. Yeah, and when I heard he didn't have an Android, so yeah. <laughs> Is that a double on or Are you just saying he didn't have an Android? No, I'm saying he didn't have an Android because so as uh, they said, the picture was clear. <laughs> oh, yeah, like you know, when you got some Androids and you're doing a live, you gotta get real fuzzy for a minute. You know what I'm saying? Maybe that's what he wanted. That's maybe that's what he needed—an Android phone, so it got fuzzy <laughs> when it dropped. But my thing is, on the front end, at what part are you like, I'm finna go live in the shower? You know who goes live on the shower? <laughs> Women doing live camera shows. You know, you know the ones where you gotta pay like $2 for a minute just to watch? Yeah, you seen that advertisement. Oh yeah, we all seen that. It's always up there. It's 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 at all those you know websites which you're not supposed to be on. But uh, yeah, I've been told you already. You know that's the one you, you got the extra pop ups. Mess your computer up <laughs> real quick. But yeah, so bro, what 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 are you doing on the front end of that? Like the point, the live stream in the shower, like that's down. That's bad. There's no upside. Like you're not gonna make, you're not gonna make any type of money that you actually want to make doing a live stream in the shower. So what? What I have the question is, what? What was his point? Like, what was the point of him live streaming in the shower? Nobody has explained it. Everybody's just come with the ridicule and the jokes. <laughs> That's all you deserve right now, ridicule with the jokes, man. <laughs> But I, I just don't understand on the front end, like, that's a business decision. Your social media is a business platform for your music, even though I don't like any of his music and he kind of looks like an idiot. But besides that, I mean, what what was the point of putting this on your social media? Because you not that, that doesn't seem like that would be something that would make you some money. I mean, I don't want to see that nigga in the that. shower. Right about that, but what's gonna bring him money right now? Like his social media presence is the only thing that's gonna bring him money. So him getting in the shower is something. So did he drop the phone on purpose? Hey, I'm about to say the same thing. Maybe you never know. You know what I'm saying? Maybe like I feel like a lot of times when people be on on these social media sites, they be acting for the camera. As, as a, lot, a lot of people do. You know what I'm saying? But as far as like, um, what's his, what's his name right now? Like Corey, Corey Brown or something like that. The Death of Raven got kids. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know Talking about like, him smashing Raven and whatnot. I'm halfway thinking that the stuff that he does is for social media. You know what I'm saying? Like, to get, get a buzz. Because now he's one of the most relevant people on social media. Is he? Like, he's relevant. Hmm. Scroll half a page, you're going to see a video of him saying something, doing something. And then it's like he now he's promoting his music. You know what I'm saying? So okay, now you're getting everybody listening to your music. And then when we listen to this music, it's not half bad. And it don't sound like 
the rest of this stuff and it don't sound like the way he's acting if you get what i'm saying right you know what i'm saying I'm like okay so now this dude want to talk intelligent he really got some bars he's not rapping like little yachty because the way he's acting you think he come out rapping like little yachty or something okay you know what i'm saying and he's not doing that so like a lot of this social media <clears> stuff i can't confirm a lot of it but i feel in my heart that a lot of it is just for the publicity to get your 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 followers up your views up to get your name back popping gotcha all right that's fair enough and i'm i'm right there with you everybody i'm suspect of if you're doing something that doesn't make any sense at all i'm like man you just acting for that attention you just need them clicks you trying to get your name out there trying to get that appearance fee up yeah and, and of course bro it's like like the cory brown whatever his name is whatever like he just put a live video up about too long ago of him fighting or altercation with his baby mama girlfriend you know what i'm saying like and i didn't watch the video i just read up on how it's supposed to be a physical altercation so if it's a physical altercation how can we haven't found out anything about this guy getting arrested yeah that, that that's a little bit of acting going on there man now we we kind of dove into that one that that had a couple little layers on it but uh let's keep going with the quick hits uh huh one that's very interesting that that was a little hard for me to confirm but it looks like tiny is filing for divorce from ti and it's it's so sad that this would even like you know the paperwork got out that's how we kind of got the the confirmation on it somebody got a a screenshot of the paperwork being filed but it looks like ti has not uh responded and me and you had a theory on that that i kind of spun out there which is you can't yeah. have whatever you like. <laughs> you can't I, have whatever. You I like. think at this current point in time, Ti is the breadwinner in the family because I could imagine since they've been together since 2001 that at that time Ti was still coming up, and Tiny probably had a lot more money because she was getting a lot of residuals from the songs she had wrote and from her escape days and all that. So that led to me thinking about T.I. Like, man, you got any kids? Man, I'd have been in movies. Have you seen them? Like, check my IMDb. And he ain't letting her take half. No, oh no, no. Cause somebody talking no, about no. <laughs> somebody talking about uh she trying to get a no so she can protect her millions. Protect her millions. <laughs> I'm like somebody got the game messed up. Somebody ain't been doing the calculus. Like if you know anything about residual income, Ti got it coming. Yes, I mean, right now Southwest is running one of his songs on a commercial. Like, come on, man, get the guap. Like y'all better recognize. Like, man, they might she might have filed for divorce, but they won't be getting a divorce. And I want to see the picture. Like, I want to see if it's something that was signed and already ready to get sent in. Or no, but see, that's not that's not how you get it. It's not you're not gonna get that. The thing you're gonna get is the docket. That's what they got out there, you know, because they already got a judge signed assigned to it. Mm. So it's in. It's already been moving. That's how they got confirmation. All right. Now, last but not least, for the quick hits, it has been confirmed. After about two weeks of speculation, Drake and J-Lo are a thing. Your thoughts, sir? 
that nigga got the juice. Drake got the juice, y'all. Bruh. Like, look, I'm, I'm yes. about to Drake got the juice. You know what I'm saying? Come on back. Come closer to the mic. My bad. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me? Yes, yes. And I'm about to keep it all the way If you's a fella, if you's a guy, and you hating on Drake, that just shows who you are. Drake has the ultimate juice right now. What you need to be doing is looking at Drake and trying to figure out where the tap where that juice is coming out of. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You don't need to be hating on like, oh man, Drake this, Drake, Drake so savage, Drake is this and that, Drake is with this girl, that girl. No, you need to be trying to figure out what that tap is and get you a cup. You know what I'm saying? Get some of that juice. Some of that juice. The juice, and you cannot hate on it. You can't, you can't deny it anymore. I think it's being, it's seen by everybody. And this whole Drake and. And J Lo thing is like it can it's the ultimate confirmation. That he has you know the saying? juice. That he has the juice. How many how many of us so, around our age grew up like that's my wife? Right, right. One in the wife of Jennifer Lopez, like that's, that's the, the finest thing ever. Yes, you know. So what I'm is like, this like the, fanboy on the ultimate level? <laughs> you said what? Is this fanboy on the ultimate level? You, but um, I can't say that because I don't know how the conversation might have went. You know what I'm saying? It could have been the other way around, and him just being humble about it. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It could have been the fan girl like, "Oh my gosh, Jack, I love everything you're doing." Woo, woo, woo. And he's humble, like, "Okay, cool, just come to my room. I got some roses for you." Or it could have been the other way around, like, "Oh my gosh, they love. I always loved you." Woo, 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 woo. Wait, she like, oh, gotta know that. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So wait a minute. Wait a minute. So so does Drake just always have roses on deck in the room wherever he goes just in case he has to give some to a woman? Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? He learned from... He's that type. Derek Jeter. You know what I'm saying? He got the the little package. He got the kid on deck. That's that's the juice, man. Oh, that's where you got the juice. Yeah. You got the juice. You got the package on deck. (laughs) But... I mean that. I mean shit, bro. 2016 was good for Drake, bro. That nigga had Rihanna, Serena, and J Lo. Juice, 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 juice. <laughs> like, like I'm gonna go to a Drake concert, bro. I'm, that's when I'm gonna start chanting. Everybody gonna look like, what's wrong with you, man? Juice, 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 juice. I'm telling you, man. Like Drake has ultimate. You don't have to. Down, you don't need to put that shit on the shirt. Like you had to put his <laughs> head like on like Tupac face. Uh, or uh, not Tupac what's the dude name Juice well, he's like I got the juice now um, I know you're you know what I'm talking about bro but I think you need to get that shit get that shit on a meme shirt <laughs> saying I got the juice now and then like have like the photos of like all the women with him that's the ultimate juice right that, that nigga too. has the juice bro I ain't gonna lie like I could just go without the simping you feel like the sipping is part of the juice, but I'm like, man. I mean, yeah, of course, man, because you got to look at, like, there's so many people that get to Drake's, you know what I'm saying, stature and be like, I'm, I'm Drake, you know what I'm saying? I ain't got to simp for nobody, you know what I'm saying? I'm that man, I'm that guy, I got the juice, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that might not always come off the right way to, you know, to every woman, you know what I'm saying? But if you come on stage and you're like, oh, I've always had a crush on you, and woo, 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 man, tell me what woman out there is not melting. Right. You know what I'm saying? The nigga might be like, man, get off stage, Joe Lane. You know what I'm saying? But 
the women gonna be like, oh my gosh, Drake is just the sweetest and whoop 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 whoop. Man, he got the juice, bro. He know what he's doing. Yeah, he man. has friends in his corner telling him what to do. He <laughs> does. He does. Now, uh, oh man, man, it hit me in the head. All right, um, that's on an un- unrelated mark, but yeah, man, Drake. This this is what I think with Drake that I'm really starting to realize, which is now that you say it like that, he does have the juice. But I think this is new territory because the guy like Drake has never been the guy with the juice. You know, it's it's been more closer to like the 50 cent type. Like I can get any of them right now, you know. But it's like Drake, Drake, Drake is a new hybrid R&B rap artist who's that guy in the rap game. And I've never seen that like this before. That's I think is just something that we just not used to. And now it's going to be a thing that people are going to be OK with a little bit more. And I'm, I'm scared for the new generation. I'm going to teach my boys better than to be simping. But uh, I, I just hope don't know Drake doesn't influence the wrong way. I mean, I don't think the influence is gonna be the wrong man. I think what's wrong? What's wrong with Simpson, man? If if it's if it's doing it to the right one, you know what I'm saying? If you, and you still juiced up, you know what I'm saying? It's not like you just try, you trying to get into the position. Nah, to he be playing both like, sides, man. He be he be going back and forth. He be calling them bitches and and all this other shit, and then he come back and be like, oh, no, 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 no. Bro. He don't call. The ones he be sending to bitches. Oh no, not he call, damn. He these regular tour, you know, say these tour buses, you know, saying freaks. He be calling them the bitches. But when it comes to the Riri, the J Lo's, the Serena Williams, the anybody, Nicki Minaj's and stuff like that, bro, like, man, he be doing his thing, bro. I can't hate on the man. All right, nah. It's about time to get up out of here. But before we do, uh, you actually have a mixtape coming out. Oh yes, indeed. Finally, people, is the time is here. So, give everybody the the, some little information about the mixtape. Well, you know, mixtape coming January first, called the Come Up, hosted by my partner DJ Chameleon. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna be everywhere. You know, live mixtape, spin real of my mixtapes anywhere. You can go check it out January first, and it's just it's the blueprint, man. It's the blueprint of the Come Up. You know, like everybody likes to come out at a certain point and be talking jewelry and be talking, you know, a whole bunch of money and everything, but they don't always tell you, they don't always tell you the story of, of, of how you got there, you know what I'm saying, or what you went through to get there, you know, they just feel like they can come out on top and just talk about the good stories, the good the good part of it, you know what I'm saying, but like, you gotta stay down. You know what I'm saying? Right. The part about staying down is what people don't talk about. Like I said, like I keep saying over and over again. And that's what I'm talking about, man. You know what I'm saying? Staying down to come up, the things you go through, how people act, things you're gonna see, things you won't see, money you count, the money you won't count, the money you'll lose. You know what I'm saying? The friends you'll lose, the bitches you'll lose, the friends you'll gain, the bitches you'll gain. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's a, it's a process. Okay. So. What what made you go in that direction for you, for this mixtape in particular? Because it's not your first mixtape, and you know you you had different things for different ones. So, like, yeah, um, this one is like it's it's not my first mixtape, but I'm gonna call it my first debut mixtape. It's 
first time I'm gonna be on blogs, first time I'm gonna be on all the social media sites, all the um all the downloadable sites. And I felt like since I'm coming, since I feel like it's my debut mixtape, I want people to know I, I want people to know the real. You know, I, I'm not worried about the, the, the shining and the, all this stuff and the money and everything right now, because quite frankly, that's not what I've been going through. Mm-hmm. So I want I, I want to get people to know know what I've been going through, what the streets been going through, and like I said, it, it's more than just it's more than just the shining part. You got to come up. You got to stay down for the come up. Okay, that's you know. That's the thing that's uh, a lot of people just don't talk about a lot more. It's, I say everything that's going mainstream is really a lot of glitz and shiny stuff. And, you know, when you got somebody who's still bringing it, uh, you know, I guess like for the streets and also just giving it, <clears throat> you know, some real soul. It ain't just some empty, you know, trap shit. I think that's something people really could appreciate. Oh yeah, I'm hoping. I'm hoping so. Man. You know what I'm saying? I'm hoping they just they understand. Nah, uh, hold on, bro. I'm trying to do three things at once. How I fucked that up. <laughs> now, who all did you work with on the mixtape? Um, well, of course, like I said, I, I got my bro, my um, big bro, DJ Chameleon, onto the thing. Hood Rich, Money Rain Entertainment. Um. As producers, you know what I'm saying? I mainly mess with my my partner Marvelous J. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all might have heard of him. I got a couple of tracks with R and B. Um and okay. that's basically it, man. You know what I'm saying? I don't have time features. You know, I got my brother on there a few times, player two times, and um I got my little partner Banger, you know what I'm saying? Hustle team banger, shout out, you know what I'm saying, triple sloop. But besides that, man, it's like a lot of people a lot of people I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if they've been through the type of things I've been through. Like they might rap about it, they might say about it, but these the people that I got on the album is people I've noticed been through the type of things I've been through, if not been through the things with me. You know, so it's just I, I keep my circle real small, man. I don't think I I'll ever do music with a lot of people. Cause to me, music goes a lot deeper than just dancing and, and you know what I'm saying, music. You know what I'm saying? It's like I every time I make a track, my track, I, I spit real facts. You know what I'm saying? I out of 16 bars, you know what I'm saying, 12 of them are going to be real tr- real tracks, and then the other four are going to be what's about to happen. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's like, I don't I don't have time for the frugaziness. Okay. Now, is there an EP or an album that's going to follow this? Oh, yeah. We're doing it. I already have the drop date, March 11, 2017. The official Easy's Life mixtape slash EP, whatever you want to call it. I don't even know right now. I got so many people want to have their hands on this project. I don't even know what it's going to be yet. But March 11th, 2017, the EP slash mixtape, whatever you want to call it, Easy's Life is already on the way. All right. That's a bet, man. Uh, any uh, shout outs that you need to give uh, before we get up out of here? Um. None serious, you know what I'm saying? Shout out just to everybody I've been working with, you know what I'm saying? DJ Comedian, Hood Rich, Money Rain, everybody in my whole camp, Grind Mode Entertainment, Player Two Time, my big brothers, everybody, man. Just, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, I said Marvelous J, 
Hood Rich, Hustle Team, any any everybody I work with on this album, man, just shout them out, man. They know who they is. That was happening, man. All right, and uh, let the people know the best way to get in contact with you. Easy life everywhere. E A Z Y S life everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Snap me, Twitter me, Instagram me, Facebook me, anywhere you want to see me, Google me. It's easy life. All right, that's a bet. And uh, you can get at me at CL, the main event on Twitter, everywhere else, the same thing. Uh, you can follow the show at The Rundown South on Twitter. And please come to therundown.com. Check out some of the content that we got. We will be putting up some nice new stuff coming in in 2017. This has been The Rundown South Podcast. Gotta know that. And uh, we out here. Peace.